episode of the Post Game Edition on Talk Shoe, the Michigan Sports Truth Podcast. I'm Taylor Phillips along with Lois Tenor. Um, man, Michigan State and Michigan both continue to suck. They fall to one and three. Spartans get shut out by the Indiana Hoosiers, 10th ranked, 24 to nothing. And then the Wolverines get destroyed by the 13th ranked Wisconsin Badgers. 49 to 11. Spartans turn, for starting off the Spartans, they turn the ball over four times, three interceptions thrown, two of them by Rocky Lombardi and one by Peyton Thorne, who can at least really scramble with that football and run it. And one lost fumble is that fourth, that fourth and other turnover. And the Spartans punted only, not only, the Spartans punted six times. Six times. It's pathetic. The Spartans did not score a single point. The Michigan State Spartans of all teams. Man. They're even worse than Mark D'Antonio from last year. When they finished 7-6. and six and By winning the uh, Pinstripe Bowl. They just barely made it to a bowl game last year and won the pinstripe bowl. And now with Mel Tucker, they're one in three. They might be on the verge of a downfall if they keep this up. At least Peyton Thorne has an upside. Like I mentioned before, he can scramble with the football and he can run with it. But, um, other than that, that's all. I think that's all he's got as a pro. But uh, Rocky Lombardi, I think he may be done playing football for the rest of his life. He he is a total scrub. Two interceptions early in the friggin' game. He keeps. Rocky Lombardi just keeps on throwing pick after pick after pick. What a, what a freaking scrub. Oh, man. Michigan losing 49-11 to to Wisconsin, 13th ranked. Wisconsin is 2-0, the Wolverines... One and three. Wisconsin uh, had two games delayed due to COVID nineteen, but that mean that those meant nothing. Quinn Nordeen a field goal. Cade uh, McNamara. A 19-yard touchdown pass to uh, Mike Sainristil, Mike Sainristil, a wide receiver. One catch for 23. One catch for 23 yards. It's a, but it's a 19. Oh yeah. A 23-yard touchdown pass, not 19. My bad. My, 
I read I misread that. It's a 23-yard touchdown run to uh, Sainer Still. A touchdown catch by Sainer Still, fed by Cade McNamara. Joe Melton, he stunk. He sucked. Yeah. That one win in Minnesota was, uh, has thus far proved to be false hope. Also, uh, Lewis, you need to hear this. According to Greg Henson, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh have agreed to uh, be separated from one another at the end of the season. It's about time. So, um, there's that. So, Harbaugh, um, I think he's still going to get paid for the rest of his contract. Eight years, $9 million per. That's $72 million. Again. I think, I think Michigan is uh, likely going to fire Harbaugh at the end of the season. But um, from what I've read from what I've been told from Greg Henson, Greg Henson was told by multiple sources that Jim Harbaugh, at, after the season's all said and done, will no longer be Michigan football's head coach. And again, three words. It's about time because Harbaugh has failed to failed every single time to beat Ohio State. He's only beaten Michigan State twice. He failed to beat Michigan State this year, 27-24, two weeks ago. At home, in Ann Arbor. So let me look at uh, the upcoming schedule here. Michigan is at Rutgers at 7.30. That will be on BTN. Michigan State is at Maryland. No time or channel announced, announced yet. But um, I, I think even Maryland can beat Michigan State. And I think Rutgers can beat Michigan the same way they beat Michigan State in East Lansing. Rutgers is at home against Michigan. I know, Lewis, I know you're not going to believe what I've been what I've been just saying, but um, they're playing both both Michigan State and Michigan are playing to lose. They're not even playing not to lose. They're playing to lose. That's as if. They're playing to lose. They, either that or they're just freaking both freaking horrible. Or both. They have no passion, no direction, no heart, no mind. Just complete emptiness and stupidity. Lions... Um, no, uh, no fake money uh, put on the table on on Viget against the uh, Washington football team. Both 
both those two teams suck ass. So that game's irrelevant. Except I just have to uh, cover the best I can for my uh, primetime edition on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on Zoom. So uh, with that being said, Lewis Denor's got his national sports report. Lewis, you want to unmute yourself and just take it right away, my man. Uh, Florida. Oh, okay. Florida over... Arkansas, 63 to 35. Kyle Trask had 258 passing yards and six touchdowns, if you can believe that. Wow. Uh, Erlon Smith had 118 rushing yards on five carries and one touchdown. Mike Woods, 129 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Number 11, Oregon beat Washington State, 43 to 29. Jaden Laura had... 321 passing yards, two touchdowns. C.J. Fertile had 118 yards on 18 carries and one touchdown. And Renard Bell, 158 yards on 18 carries and one touchdown. Okay, if you like upsets, I got one for you. Tulsa over number 19, SMU, 28-24. Zach Smith had 325 passing yards, three touchdowns. Ulysses Bentley, the fourth, 103 rushing yards on 26 carries and one touchdown. And Kalen Stokes, 122 receiving yards. Number 13, Washington, of course, had a field in Michigan, 49-11. Graham Mertz, 127 passing yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Berger, 57 rushing yards on 15 carries and one touchdown. And Ronnie Bell. 56 receiving yards. Notre Dame had a fairly easy victory over Boston College, 45-31. Ian Book, 283 passing yards and three touchdowns. He also had 85 rushing yards and one touchdown. And Jalen Gill, 105 receiving yards. Number nine, Miami just edged out Virginia Tech, 25-24. Oof. King, 255 passing yards, one touchdown. Cam Ron Harris, putting up in three different uh, three ways, uh, 63 rushing yards and one touchdown, uh, 14 carries. And Dean Wiggins had 105 receiving yards. Indiana, uh, Blanks, Michigan State, 24-0. Michael Penix, Jr., 320 uh, passing yards and two touchdowns. Stephen Scott the third, or Stevie Scott the third, rather. 84 rushing yards and one touchdown. And Ty Riegel, Riegel 200 uh, receiving yards and two touchdowns. Marshall over Mid Tennessee, 42 to 14. Grant Wells had 335. Passing yards and five touchdowns. Brendan Knox had 70 rushing yards on 16 carries. And Willie Johnson had 137 receiving yards and two touchdowns. And this is actually done on a historic day uh, for the uh, Marshall team. I'll explain that in a little while. Uh, you people know your history. You might know what I'm talking about. USC over Arizona 34-30. to 
Kendon Slovius, 325 passing yards and one touchdown. Gary Brightwell had 112 rushing yards on 21 carries. And Elon St. Brown, 113 receiving yards. Liberty, the surprise team, I think, of the college football season, 58-14 over West Carolina. Malik Wills uh, had 306 passing yards, three touchdowns. Also had 97 rushing yards on two touchdowns. And Kevin Shea had 137 receiving yards and one touchdown. Northwestern got by Purdue, 27-20. Eladian O'Connell, 263 passing yards, two touchdowns. Isaiah Bowser, 27 uh, yard, rushing yards on 13 carries. And Xander Porthath, 100 receiving yards on nine carries. Louisiana over South Alabama, 38-10. Levi Lewis, oh, that's a good name. 100, uh, 252 passing yards and three touchdowns. Chris Smith, 99 rushing yards on seven carries and one touchdown. And Jalen Tolbert has 64 receiving yards. Oops. All right, let's just see if we missed anything else here. And, uh, wow, five, six games in, involving... <laughs> Involving uh, top 29 teams have been either postponed or canceled today. Oh, boy. Uh, last night, Cincinnati over East Carolina, 55-17. to Damon Ryder, 327 passing yards and three touchdowns. Keaton Mitchell, 124 receiving uh, rushing yards on 17 carries and a touchdown. And Tri Tucker, 69 receiving yards and one touchdown. And UCLA and Cal are playing tomorrow, even though it's not a top uh, 25 ranking team, but still uh, there's no worry on this because they are making up this game after their games with their previous opponents have been either postponed or canceled. So they said, oh, what the hell, let them play each other, let them play each other. And that game will be on Fox Sports 1 tomorrow afternoon. So you got you got a rare uh, Sunday afternoon college football. So if your local Fox or CBS uh, station is uh, carrying teams that suck, you can watch this game. Oh boy! Well, at least you got a consolation this time. <laughs> oh boy! Well, what can I say, folks? It's been that kind of a year. I mean, you know, bad football, bad calls, and whatnot. So at least you have a little bit of alternative. Okay, so now we'll go on to the NFL here. And tomorrow's schedule goes like this. The Texans will play against the Browns. Washington, the Washington football team, a.k.a. the Redskins, will play the Lions. These are 1 o'clock games, by the way. Uh, the Jaguars will play against the Packers. The Battle of the Jersey Turnpike between the Eagles and the Giants. The Bucks will take on the Panthers. The Broncos will take on the Vegas Raiders. The Chargers will take on the Dolphins. The Bills will take on the Cardinals, although I think that game might be in question after a player uh, did test positive for the Bills, so have to wait and see. There has been no confirm at this point. 
the Seahawks will play the Rams. The 49ers will play the play the Saints. Uh, Saints, sorry. Bengals will take the will take on the Steelers. So I wouldn't look at that game as a runaway. And the Ravens will take on the Patriots. And Monday night, uh, no, I'll hold off on that until the next show. <laughs> so and there are four and there are four teams uh, with bye this week, and they are the Falcons, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Jets. And brother, some of them could actually use it. While we're going into a new week, I think we'll check the standings now rather than do the games in, rather than the standings while well, games are in progress tomorrow. So I'll do it like this. So starting off in the AFC East, it'll be like this. The Bills are 7-2. and two. The Dolphins are 5-3. and three. The Patriots, who are a far cry from previous years, are 3-5. and five. And the Jets are a pathetic 0-9. Yeah. To the North. The Steelers are 8-0. The Ravens are hanging in there at 6-2. The Browns, surprise team this year, 5-3. And, and the Bengals are 2-5-1. and one. In the South, the Colts are 6-3, along with the Tennessee Titans. The Texans are 2-6, and, and the Jaguars are 1-7. Ah, oh, well. Over the West, the Chiefs are 8-1. The Raiders are 5-3. The Broncos are three and five, and the Chargers are two and six. Over to the NFC least, uh, that, that's an understatement. The Eagles are three, four, and one. Washington is two and six. The Cowboys and Giants are tied at two and seven. Ugh. Over to the North, the Packers are six and two. The Bears are five and four, and the Vikings and Lions are three and five. To the south, the Saints are six and two. The Bucks are six and three. The Falcons and the Panthers are both three and six. West, the Seahawks are six and two. The Cardinals are five and three, along with the Rams, and the 49ers are four and five. Isn't that interesting? The last place team in the NFC West is better than the team in first place in the A in the NFC East. Go figure. Ugh. I know it's been a strange year, but this, I mean, this just takes the cake, if you ask me. All right, so we have a bit of history in the making, uh, history in the news this week, as it was by Patrick Mahomes. He breaks the passing mark previously held by Hall of Famer Dan Marino. Now, if you can break one of Marino's records, that has got to be saying something. Okay, so he's done a lot of things in his young NFL career on Monday, and he may be the most impressive one to date as he becomes the fastest player in modeling history to throw 90 touchdown passes with two scoring strikes uh, during the Chiefs' win over the Bills in Week 6. He actually now has 100 touchdowns now in 40 games during his ninth career in just 30, 37. It took, I think, Marino 44 to do it. So that averages to about 2.45 touchdown passes per game. Mahomes' career, which is off to a remarkable start, considering he has already led the NFL in passing touchdowns, won Offensive Player of the Year, and led the Chiefs to a Super Bowl victory, and claimed MVP honors. 
the big game uh, Monday night's record-breaking touchdown pass came to the tight end Travis Kelsey, who also caught Mahomes' second score of the night. I mean, you know, this kid, this kid is unbelievable. Like I said, if you can pass for Reno, <laughs> you got to be something special. Uh, this was at the 91st of the quarterback's career. I didn't think much of him at first, but believe me, he's got something there. Okay, for you SEC fans here, I kind of have some uh, good news, sort of. Now, we all know that there's been a lot of uh, postpones and cancellations, uh, especially in the SEC this year. Well, the SEC presidents and chancellors this week approved that December 19th, which is the day of the SEC championship game, as a makeup date. Four other games that have been postponed this season because of the virus, said by Commissioner Greg uh, Sankey. That was announced just yesterday. As the SEC continues to navigate its way through a tumultuous week, uh, during which four games were postponed in a span of three days, the league's presidents and chancellors met on Thursday in a regular scheduled meeting to discuss the December 19th option. This past Tuesday, all four SEC athletic directors agreed the date should be used to provide the conference more flexibility as the virus continues to wreak havoc on this season. At this point, it appears adding December 19th as the option is necessary if the league is going to play all 70 conference games this season. So far, 40 have been played. It is too early to tell what matches will be rescheduled for the final day of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee as they will announce final ranking of the season on December 20th. Hmm. When it rains, it pours, folks. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, just just ridiculous. Um, Tiger Woods was in contention at the end of the first round of the Masters, and now is out of contention after three rounds. After shooting a 68 on Thursday, he is now falling way behind, way out of it. His even par 72 to three rounds has taken out of contention, and was was a four-stroke deficit. Was now turned into 11, and the defending Masters champion said it was just not able to make it happen. Oh, how the mighty have fallen! Oh boy, it's just unbelievable. Um, interesting news about the college basketball season. As the college basketball season is trying to prepare for a uh, season to start next week, Iona coach Rick Pitino is looking to change the start date and have, well, instead of a March Madness tournament, how about May? Coach Pitino uh, also called a stop, wants to call a stop on all non-conference games this season and play conference only. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes a point. Multiple programs have been affected by the recommended 14-day quarantine for teams after player, coach, or staff member test positive. And Iona is, of course, one of those schools that's been affected. The NCAA encourages schools to test three times a week and to eat quarantine if anyone contracts the virus. And one conference has already been a casualty as they will not play any winter sports at all, and that is the Ivy League. So no Princeton uh, this year. Well, great. Just awful. Princeton's a good, so we don't have uh, Princeton, we don't have Yale or Harvard, Ugh, just awful. Ugh. That's really, that really says something too. 
Uh, just a few more, a uh, few more things here. And um, the WNBA, uh, the w, I'm sorry, the NBA, of course, will begin its season on December 22nd. Although uh, the NBA health officials are worried about a, uh, such an early start uh, could lead to more problems by the by the, with the health commission. But I don't really see any problem with that because you know they had a lot of time off before, um, you know, when they were off during four months when the virus broke out. But nevertheless, health officials do worry that there may be more complications, as you're supposed to say, because it was a short uh, off season. But when you really look at it, it really wasn't. If you ask me. And like I was saying, that uh, Marshall did win today, and it was this is a significant day because this was the 50th anniversary of the plane crash that took, I think, almost the entire team on that day as they were turning from a game in which they lost, and you know, pretty much almost devast- I mean, pretty much was um, a big tragedy for college football, indeed. But they were still, but the school said managed just to play. And the winning has followed uh, since then from there. I mean, I was only like six months old when that happened, so I didn't uh, see about it, but I read about it years later. And, of course, uh, you movie buffs know that there was the movie called We Are Marshall based on that. So they come away with the victory. Uh, this killed several members of the, of the school, made the decision to continue play as the winning fall. Quarterback Grant Wells, who threw five touchdown touchdown passes, uh, recalls the story very well. Marshall commemorated the anniversary with a 42-14 win over Mid-Tennessee. An ominous occasion. uh, This year's Heisman Trophy winner will be done virtually on January 5th on ESPN. The announcement was made uh, today. The voting deadline is December 21st, and the finalists will be announced on, get this, Christmas Eve on ESPN. Usually, it's usually held just before the bowl season starts, but it was pushed back this year, of course, to the coronavirus, which nobody uh, is very happy about. (laughs) Uh, Just one more note here. I'll wrap it up. The NFL adopts the COVID-19 contingency plan that will expand the playoff field to 16 teams, but only if absolutely needed. I mean, this, this is not set in stone, of course. Which I don't think they're going to cancel the season anyway, unless it's somebody, you know, becomes violently ill and dies from it, but I don't see it happening. If the coronavirus forces the cancellation of meaningful games in the final stretch of the season, leaving some potential teams with uneven records, and the league has no time to make up this contest, the postseason field could expand to 16 teams, so not likely. Uh, the NFL owners met on, two, on Tuesday, met virtually, and voted to approve the contingency plan, which was proposed by the competition committee. Uh, league officials remain hopeful that the regular season uh, can continue with little or no interruption and remain in accordance with the 17-week schedule that will conclude on January 3rd, and they would likely stick with the original Super Bowl date of February the 7th. There's about 
There's still about seven weeks to go in the regular season. And there have been uh, 15 new uh, players that have come down with the virus. But but they might be still accurate to uh, play. And Roethlisberger is off the COVID-19 list, and he is activated for tomorrow's game against the Bengals. Although I think I do see an upset with that. And just uh, one more thing here involving with the Raptors. The Canadian Deputy Chief of Public Health says the Raptors have presented a good plan to play at home during the upcoming NBA season, but nevertheless, there are concerns from remain over enforcing strict health and health protocols and travel over the border with the United States. Go figure that out. Uh, Dr. Howard Ninju said Friday the public health officials from Toronto, Ontario, Toronto, and the Public Health Agency of Canada have held discussions uh, with the Raptors who are hoping to play at Bank Arena despite spikes of COVID-19 cases in Canada and the U.S. Uh, Nojo said the Raptors presented a plan with good health protocols and have learned from the NBA's bubble experiment when the league finished uh, this past season at an isolated campus in Florida. But, Nin- but Ninju said it would be tough on everyone involved to observe the same health product, the same health measures over a months-long NBA season during which teams are not isolated together. Ooh. He also said cross-border travel continues to be an issue. The Canadian-U.S. border is still closed to all non-essential travel, and those entering the country are subject to a mandatory, that's right, I said mandatory, 14-day quarantine. According to a report from uh, Sportsnet, that's like the Canadian ESPN, uh, confirmed by ESPN, the Raptors have, have looked at Tampa, Florida as an option to be the home market for the 2021 season if they are unable to play north of the border. And, of course, they have a contingency plan um, for the NHL with a short realignment term. Of course, uh, we don't know when they're going to start playing. Some are saying it could be January 1st, but the Vegas owner says not until February. I'm not buying that. I'm sticking with Bettman's, with Bettman's bet that's going to be on January 1st. So we'll have to wait and see about that. Uh, Commissioner Bettman said he would never ask players to return to a bubble for an entire season after the NHL finished this season and stays the 2027 Cup playoffs in bubbles in Edmonton and Toronto. That was from July 25th to September 28th, requiring isolation, daily testing, and strict protocols. But the league is exploring teams playing in their own arenas, either with or without fans, depending on the local situation in hubs or a hybrid system. So we'll just have to wait and see about that. Uh, all right, um, I'll leave it at that. I'll turn back over to you, Taylor. All right, thanks. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night at 10. That's actually later tonight at 10. It's now 12.02 a.m. Um, again, Greg Henson reporting from multiple sources. Jim Harbaugh will no longer be the Michigan Wolverines football head coach. 
after the season's all said and done. So uh, with that being said, um, for Lewiston or I'm Taylor Phillips, download the Vigit app, social networking sports app for fans who get more and more people to love sports. Enter the referral code STABLES with a capital S. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Power to the people. Good night, folks. Good night, folks.